On this week's GTA 6 O'Clock, when will we see the trailer? What could the next GTA game be called? And just what has happened in the last 10 years? It's all here on this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. Hello and welcome to this first episode of GTA 6 O'Clock. I am your host, James Jarvis, and I am joined by the original host of GTA 5 O'Clock, and the person who predicted a lot of GTA 5's outcomes, Dan Dawkins. I've been asleep for 11 years. I'm back. It's an absolute thrill. Let's get into this, James. Yeah. And obviously, like we said, lots to cover. We're not going to go over everything in this first episode. This is more of a, a welcome along. We're going to set the scene, let you know what's going to go on over the next few weeks, months, years, question mark. Um, bit of housekeeping up top. The intro that you just saw is our new intro uh, and new audio sting. It is all from Vice City using some official Vice City images. Some of you might know why that is. Uh, we'll get into that a bit later, uh, but would like to know what you think about it. Should we keep it? Should we go back to the old one? Please say we can keep it because it took quite a long time to make. And I'm excited about it, but I will add, possibly in two weeks, we might have new official music to share, which may become the intro. Let's see. Yes, exactly. We had to make something new, <laughs> so we have done, but I'm very certain that we'll probably change it once we get some new official images, music, that kind of thing. So that's the intro. Dan, I think now we should jump in. Why are we doing this? now? Why is a good time for GTA 6 o'clock to return now, today? Well, quite simply, uh, in the last 11 to 12 years that we've been waiting for a new Grand Theft Auto game, there's been an, uh, an incredible silence on Rockstar's behalf officially. You know, there's been uh, talk of the next GTA, but finally, finally, Rockstar have pulled the trigger and said there will be a new trailer released in December. Uh, which will mark the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Now, we don't have an actual date for that. And you also, it's quite hard to pin. There's not an official Rockstar birthday date in the calendar. We can mm -hmm. say it's definitively that day. There are things we can speculate about in terms of when we think that will be, and I'm sure we will right now. But yes, that's why we're here. Very, very shortly, we are about to officially see GTA 6 or whatever it's actually called. Excellent. Yeah, and we will get into when that trailer might come out, what the game might be called, and a few other things a bit later on in this episode. But as you said, Dan, it's been 10 or 11 years uh, since, 12 years even maybe, since uh, GTA 5. A lot has happened since then. Our first video for GTA 5 o'clock uh, was on the 13th of November in 2012. And then the last video we posted on this channel was five years ago, which was our GTA 6 predictions, which at some stage we may go back and look at and see, once we see the trailer, how many of those things may or may not have been right. I am terrified to do that, but that will be an interesting experiment <laughs> in itself. It's also like incredible. Thank you so much to everyone who, you know, it's been over a decade. Thank you to everyone who followed GTA 5 o'clock once upon a time back in you know, the late 2010s, 2012. We had like uh, over 120 million people watch those videos over that time. And I felt like we became one of the default sources for GTA 5 news. And, you know, to go back a little further, James and I, you know, both work for a large video game facing media company and do have links to Rockstar. And, we, you know, we've worked with them officially, 
But almost all of that show was based off our own research and speculation. And when I say our own research, I've got to tip a ginormous sombrero towards all of the GTA communities, the YouTubers, the research community. We're really, what we're doing is piecing together the brilliant work the community does. Yes, and hopefully adding our own insight into it, which is useful to some of you, and if not, useful, entertaining. So, quick summary of the last 10 years. A few things have happened. Uh, I thought it would be good to ground this in some things that have occurred in the gaming space in particular to see how that might impact GTA 6. You might remember we had the eighth generation of consoles released. That was PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> that happened. Uh, we've also, of course, had the ninth generation, PS5, Xbox Series X, all of that stuff. So, yeah, we've gone through two generations of consoles. We've had things like Pokemon Go has exploded in the mobile space. You know, during that 10 years time, Naughty Dog was still making Uncharted games. Uh, now, of course, they're making The Last of Us. We've had Dark Souls 3. We've had a Screen Actors strike, which uh, may be familiar to some people because that's just about to end right now, but now we've had another one. So 2016 was the last Screen Actors strike. Games like Breath of the Wild have come out. We've had, obviously, Red Dead was released in 2018. God of War has been rebooted and had a sequel since we've had a GTA game. Some prominent things happened at Rockstar, like Leslie Benzies, who was the producer and president of Rockstar North, left in January 2016, which we probably touched on later, obviously would have had a big impact on the direction of GTA 6. We've had things like Fortnite arrive on the scene, like maybe now one of the world's biggest games. It's made millions and millions of dollars for Epic. I think it was something like, in 2017, it was the third highest... No, the first highest grossing game was Fortnite, but yeah. actually... GT Online was third. So I don't think we should underestimate the amount of money that GTA Online makes Rockstar. No, and to the point where I think part of what we'll do over the coming weeks, there's so much to talk about. James is exactly right, and we're only halfway through this. We're talking about the context of the world in which GTA now arrives, and it's changed radically from the situation in 2012. A lot of that is tied to, like James just mentioned, the finances of Rockstar and Take-Two themselves. And as in many walks of life, money uh, is the tail that wags the dog or whatever it is. And that has changed the trajectory of GTA for sure. And I think we'll do a spin-off episode, or I'd like to do a spin-off episode. Tell me if you think this is a good idea, uh, listeners, about the finances of Take-Two and Rockstar and how that has changed the trajectory of the company. All of this is publicly listed and is utterly fascinating. The figures are boggling so yeah there's so much to get into james sorry to stop you mid-flow no no that's that's fine a couple more facts just to lay the land xbox now owns everyone there's been loads of other acquisitions vr headsets are now a thing and we've had like loads of you know there's been different presidents in the u.s most notably donald trump you know from the apprentice became the president of the united states the uk has left the eu all of these things in classic GTA and Rockstar fashion, you would think are going to affect or be referenced in GTA 6 in some way. Yeah, it was interesting. Just a few years ago, the, the Housers or Sam Houser did do an interview and had talked about how difficult it would be for a new GTA to satirise the modern world. And, you know, boy, 
Is that true? We're in such a connected online social media space with so many comments available and so difficult to know what to believe. I, I feel like what is GTA's voice in this new world? We'll wait and see. And there's a lot to unpick within that because another part of this narrative is one of the founding partners of Rockstar, Sam Hauser's brother, Dan Hauser, left Rockstar. And he was the chief writer. And clearly his voice permeated everything GTA did. So what that means for GTA 6, for better or for worse, we don't know. We're going to get into it, maybe not today, but in subsequent episodes. But it's utterly fascinating. And the thing the thing I wanted to stress on the back of what you said, which is shows how much has changed in the 10 or 11 years since GTA came out. The amazing thing is GTA 5 has endured through that entire breadth of history. That's like, um, I mean, I've got, you know, in the time since we did GTA 5 o'clock, I've had two children and one of my children is now no longer one. He's like a grown up teenager. It's mind blowing. But GTA 5 has endured the core template of that game. It was released on PS3. That doesn't seem feasible. I can't even remember what PS3 looks like. I mean, it's that, it's that long ago. I, I can't remember how the game looked on, on PS3. But at the time, it was mind-blowing. It was like having the scales drop from your eyes. And I, and I do remember seeing it you know, updated for PS4 and then again for PS5, and the PS5 version particularly, which was kind of a mirror of what was the PC version, which took years to arrive. Technically brilliant. And that and that has endured through all of this generation, like you say. That game is so robust, so brilliant. The thing is, the challenge is now, can Rockstar pull the rabbit from the hat again and produce another game that is on one hand super culturally relevant, significant, has something to say, on the other, creates a platform that might define a decade of online gaming. And on the other, set a new bar for visual storytelling. I mean, imagine that was your task list. <laughs> Objectives for this game. It's boggling. It would break great minds. That they've set the bar so high, where do they go from there? And again, that's another set of stories we've got to tell in the next few episodes of GTA 5 o'clock. Six o'clock. <laughs> There's going to be a few five and six o'clock slip-ups, <laughs> I feel, uh, especially during this first episode. Okay, so that was uh, a bit of background. Obviously, like Dan says, there's so much other stuff to cover in there that we could do episodes and episodes about. But for now, we want to just set the lay of the land. So we're going to go what we actually know about GTA 6. This is just the facts that have come out officially from Rockstar. We are not currently talking about anything that may or may not have leaked out, which we will get into later. So just the facts were February 2022, Rockstar posted an update saying, and I'm going to paraphrase this, we love GTA 5. We know you've all been asking about the next entry of the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project, we want to move the goalposts and we are pleased to confirm that development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. So that was posted in 2022. Then we think GTA 6, or whatever it ends up being called, was hinted at for a release between April 2024 and March 2025, which was based on Take-Two Interactive Projections, launching several groundbreaking titles to achieve over eight billion dollars in net bookings during that period 
Yeah, and I just want to jump in on that one because that is really the killer clue, as I say, always follow the money. What Take-Two's financials were, financials were essentially projecting is they would move from earning $5 billion in a year to $8 billion in a year, which is a, you know, a not insignificant leap in revenue. Where does that come from? Well, it either comes from multiple releases all earning millions slash billions or a Leviathan project. Let's be clear, you know, if you join the dots, it's it's very likely to be GTA. And then that would, games do slip, you don't know, but that would say that in Take-Two's mind, Rockstar's parent company, the game is coming out in the next financial year. So that could be sometime in 2024. It could be as late as early 2025 when their financial year ends, but that is the projected window. So moving on from there, and as we mentioned at the top, in September of 2022, we had the major leak, one of the biggest in gaming's history, which was footage from the unfinished build of GTA 6 leaked onto the internet. And we say footage, a lot of footage. And there's a lot of stuff, there was a lot of stuff in it that you could look at that gave you hints to gameplay, to characters, all of that stuff. We're not going to go too in-depth on that in this episode, but we will obviously mention it because we would be fools to ignore that that happened. Yeah, and I, I remember the day that broke. And I think your first thought is always, are we being spoofed or pranked or is this BS? I think it was clear pretty immediately if it was a spoof, it was the most elaborate spoof in the history of the internet uh, and immaculately realised it. And it was pretty clear immediately. It was such an overwhelming volume of videos that corroborated all of the micro leaks we'd heard over the years that it had to be true. Uh, I don't think you have to work very hard to find that information on the internet. We're not going to dig into all of that here because it would honestly be a 20-hour podcast. But we will be revisiting, I think things that might have come out of the leaks when we officially know what's in GTA, the next GTA, which we assume is GTA 6. And that will make for a really interesting bit of cross-comparison and narrative. Uh, one question I did have about those leaks for you, Dan, is do you think that that incident dramatically changed the comms around GTA 6? Because even for the sake of this show, it's now less of a mystery for us, you know, like normally mm. in the lead up to a GTA announcement, we'd be talking about what's the setting, who are the characters, what could they kind of be covering. But if you do or did see any of that documentation around it, some of that stuff is out there now, which makes it a bit less of a, you know, a magical mystery tour. I think that's the question. And whilst in the fullness of time, it will be forgotten, I think it's it's a it's a crushing blow to the very essence of what GTA stands for and what it is. GTA as a game, it's one of the few games that is not on annualized or biannualized development cycles. New GTAs are events, they're cultural events, they're technical events. They mean something to the wider pantheon of gaming. Part of that mystery is where is it going to be? What is it about? And I guess the completely black box nature of Rockstar, where they don't say anything until it's time to say something. Rockstar have come from a background as a company. They started as a music company. Uh, and they were the music company who understood that games could be a cultural force. And I think what they understood is that the marketing of games and the power of it to... A bit like old Hollywood, where you, you, you wouldn't spend ages describing 
how things were made, the stars and the product would speak for itself. So when GTA 5's launch trailer was revealed, there was absolute fever pitch about the location, the setting, how they were going to move things on. I remember recording this in the GTA 5 o'clock episodes. We were absolutely buzzing for it. And then I think Rockstar were able to... It's amazing they could silence it and there were no leaks. So when it dropped, it was genuinely a wow moment. And I think those first bars of that GTA 5 reveal trailer, um, you know, it's all about that thing, that magic. And why did I move here? I guess it was the weather. It's all about that thing, the magic. That, to me, those sentences are the heart of what GTA is. And it's about it's about that thing. It's about the magic. It's what old Hollywood represents. It's about sunsets. It's about old Hollywood glamour. And I think they've lost that now. Unfortunately, you haven't got to search very hard to basically see where the next GTA is set, to basically understand what the key setting is. So the challenge for them now is when they officially reveal the game, is how do you recontextualize that without the element of surprise and put something out there that potentially resets the bar of what a video gaming can be. It's a massive challenge. It's a massive challenge. And, and further to add, the footage that leaked, and, and this is typical of all video games, obviously looked a bit rough and ready. Because video games look rough and ready sometimes up until days before release. So, wow. You know, good luck, Rockstar. Like we said before, this is a big challenge. But I guess the new thrill is that. How are they going to pivot and recalibrate the messaging? The other part of that is like you talked about. If we think the game is coming out in between 2024 and early 2025, that's a very small release window. So from official first trailer to launch could be 12 months. Where previously, like I think when James told me this, I had to do a double take. We did almost a year of GTA 5 o'clock based on one trailer. And, yes. now, and now it seems like we're going to have, I assume, much more frequent updates. So, wow, the stakes are high. Yeah, I mean, you you could definitely assume that. Or we could say, in typical Rockstar fashion, given the history, that date might be an anticipated date. Will they hit it or not? Who knows? But as we saw from that incident where everything leaked out, the game is, you know, it's definitely not miles and miles away there's things in there that are working there's you know animations there's all of that kind of stuff there's mm. it could be a their shortest cycle from announcement to release ever yeah if the game is fundamentally like design complete uh and it's often with games that, that that's the the game's bet i'm not a developer so excuse me every developer listening who wants to laugh at my embarrassing grasp of development but the bed of the game is there, clearly the design, the missions, the structure, the characters, the plot, you know, all the sorts of items of the game are there. Graphics polish is the thing that comes last. So it could be they can turn this around really quick. Yeah, and that build would have been old by the time, you know, mm. that it came out and that people were sharing it. But yeah, lots more to discuss on that. One final point that we definitely know is that the trailer will be released in December, like you said, to coincide with Rockstar's 25th anniversary. Those are all of the things or the only things that are actually real set in stone facts. The other things are things that we could briefly touch on now, but definitely need further diving into, is things that we and everyone on the internet thinks that they know about the game so far which we will, as I said, go into in the next months, weeks, years after we've seen the official trailer. 
Yeah, and I, I don't it, I don't think it's crazy for us to say out loud what the top line is, is it? I mean, well, let's see. And then if there isn't an episode two, <laughs> we know that it was a crazy <laughs> thing to say. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it seems to be common knowledge now amongst the GTA communities, at least, that there are going to be at least two main characters called Lucia and Jason. They look like they're in a relationship and have been touted as a sort of Bonnie and Clyde relationship. Now, what do you make of that analysis, Dan? Like, when people say, oh, they're like Bonnie and Clyde, what do you think that could mean? Well, it's the Bonnie and Clyde reference is interesting because that was taken directly from a report by Jason Schreier of Bloomberg, who is probably one of the best games connect, best connected games journalists in the world. Uh, when Jason Schreier reports a leak, it's usually impeccably sourced. And he had reported that the game would have Bonnie and Clyde style lead characters. And that was before the leak. So everything lines up, you've got to say. Uh, now, it's, it's, it's a very, 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 very slight chance that somehow they pivot and change it. Or that was early and I, I just don't see it though, right? No. I, I just, I, I, can, I can say that out loud, but I don't believe it. I, I think the direction is set. Yes. I mean, I think what I was thinking of is like, I think that was an easy reference point for people to immediately understand what kind of relationship those two characters might have. What it probably isn't reflective of is anything that's going to happen in the game, anything that mm. will happen at the end game. Like, you know, if you've seen that movie, it doesn't end that well <laughs> for those characters. But I don't think it was a reference to things that would happen. It's just an easy thing to go. These two are like yes. friends. They know yeah. each other. They're going to do some crimes. I think that was exactly it. And this is where people have taken the language that Jason Schreier used as a shorthand for an adventure that features a partnership mm -hmm. as it will literally be a Bonnie and Clyde tale. What it means is more the protagonist could be seen to be like Bonnie and Clyde. That in no way means that story develops or ends that way. I would not go down that path at all. It's just shorthand because we all think in shorthand in, in terms of things we've seen for the types of characters they are the actual plot their motivations where the story goes so on and so forth it's all up for grabs i think yeah absolutely and and i think the people that they are going to be played or voiced by was heavily thought to be some people at one stage but now i'm pretty sure we don't know that you know there isn't a firm grasp of who those people are going to be uh, at one stage I think Jason was going to, they thought it was uh, Cody Bellinger, who's a pro MLB player, voice actor at night. I think that's been debunked now. And I would have said, yes, like, there's no way. Like, it's got other things going on. It's not really in Rockstar style to pick mm -hmm. someone. A pro MLB player, you maybe would go, oh, that's interesting that they've picked him. But their whole MO is picking unknown, but very good, you know, not, not quite unknown, but like very good people who are on the fringes and then like elevating into like superstardom. Yeah, this again could be an episode in yes. itself because there's so much to say about voice actors, cast and the way these decisions have evolved within Rockstar. What I would say very broadly is when they did GTA Vice City, Rockstar were clearly on an accelerating path of growth and popularity and financial success where they could bring in bona fide Hollywood talent. So they work with characters such as Ray Liotta, you know, lead character in GTA Vice City. Mm -hmm. 
Again, you don't need to search very hard on the internet to understand that that process has pros and cons. And I would say as a very broad observation, working with Hollywood talent is expensive. They've probably got much higher demands and they're probably much less flexible. Uh, and I would say that for a game like GTA, particularly GTA 5, where you're recording thousands, possibly tens of thousands of lines of dialogue, you do not want an expensive Hollywood actor in the studio for that length of time because his burn rate per minute is extortionate. And then your ability to use him to promote your game is minimal. So Rockstar clearly, after GTA Vice City, moved away from that. GTA 4, you know, Nico Bellic was the lead character, wasn't a famous actor. GTA 5, not truly famous actors. You know, they've become more famous off the back of it, but I would only expect the path to continue of Rockstar working with good quality, but not household name talent. I do think we might see cameos from more famous people, but that's a different story entirely. Yeah, like, you know, GTA 5 had Cara Delevingne do a whole radio show. Mm. You know, that was a, a good celebrity-led tie-up. I, I mean, I will say that obviously games have changed in the last 10 years, like like we mentioned. You know, we're getting, you know, Keanu Reeves is in Cyberpunk, Idris Elba is in Cyberpunk, CD Projekt have obviously gone down that route of if we get big Hollywood people, then, you know, we might sell a few more games. So there's, I think, definitely chance for cameos within it. Maybe not lead characters, but you can see Rockstar looking at that going, oh, that did seem to work quite well. You know, that moment of Keanu Reeves on the Xbox stage at E3 is going to, you know, it's the thing that everyone's like, yeah, we're not going to get these moments anymore. Now E3 is cancelled. Yeah. Not that Rockstar would ever be at E3, but it's that kind of presence of people going, oh, wow, how did, how did that happen? Yeah, that's an amazing type because Keanu Reeves is one of those few actors that everyone basically loves. Yeah. Uh, and he was a he's a perfect fit because of his career and for that game. I don't know what the equivalent would be for GTA 5. The, the thing I wanted to sidebar on was, as you talked about when you were just describing all the things that have happened in the last 10 years, one of those has been the actor's strike. The underpin of that is the rise of AI and its ability to potentially do storytelling and particularly how it affects voice actors. Uh, without peeling back the curtain too far, like James and I are also involved with other things such as the Golden Joystick Awards and other events. And we do speak to people who are involved with acting. And the role of AI is clearly on a lot of people's minds. Now, Rockstar, not Rockstar, Take-Two's um, CEO, Strauss Zelnick, was asked about what role could AI play in future games within their portfolio. And he sort of danced around the question. But quite clearly, it was discussed as a, something that could be used for NPC interactions in a game like GTA. And like, I'm a bit torn on this because on one hand, I think there should be these roles and they should be available for rocks, you know, for new actors. On the other, you can see the attraction for a developer that rather than recording 9,000 individual lines for the guy who stands on the street corner, you just have a kind of intelligence that creates answers that are plausible based on context. Because one of the biggest game breakers in open world games is when you get off script mm -hmm. and, you, you know, you run into a guy and he goes, watch out, buddy. And it, and it spawned it spawned legions of memes. Like my teenager, he does the NPC walk and he makes jokes about NPC lines of dialogue. But what you know, the joke might be, what if NPCs get their own smarts? Yeah, and they're calling you out, and they can say, "Oh, nice trainers, where'd you get them?" Or you know, all this level of observation that is transformational for video games. But there's loads of other factors that you know to discuss within it. Yeah, we and we will get into that definitely. A couple more of the top line suggestions for what GTA 6 might be is a return to Vice City, 
that seems like it's probably in the same category as the two main characters, who would say. Like, I don't see really a world now where it isn't in Vice City. However, the first Vice City game was set in the 1980s. So if it does return to Vice City, this is going to be the first modern day HD redefined Vice City that we see. Think the suggestion. Well, if you take GTA 5 as an example, that mm. was set pretty much in the year that it was released, 2020, 2013. So if we're basing on that, you'd say, well, this is going to be a modern day, maybe 2020s mm. Vice City setting. Yep. And what does that mean for everything? Who knows? What I would like to throw a question out on is, is it going to be a Rockstar connected universe? We've seen those things start happening with the latest Alan Wake game. You know, Rem all of Remedy's games are now connected into this one universe. And if it is in Rockstar's connected universe, so it's, you know, five and that world exists within six, mm. uh, will we see returning characters? What does it mean for GTA Online? Do you think that we might see some cameos from the likes of Michael, Franklin, Trevor, who I will say, you know, if it's 10 years on, Michael's going to be almost 60. And Trevor. Yeah. Franklin should be about 35. So out of all of them, if anyone's going to move around, maybe Franklin. Yeah. And like we, you know, we're obviously deep into the realms of speculation. But what I, I do I do think is, is a brilliant question is, is there a Rockstar Connected Universe? And then what role does GTA 6 play in setting up GTA Online? Or will they be utterly indistinguishable? Because the thing was, at the time, GTA 5 was very much pitched as a single player classic GTA experience that would have this component set in its will called GTA Online. And GTA Online launched, as I remember, quite a number of weeks, if not months, after GTA itself and was initially beset with, as you'd imagine, various technical problems and over time became arguably the most successful, uh, you know, online platform in history. So I, it would be naive to think that that isn't core to their planning and that it might be that where GTA story begins and GTA's online world ends is utterly connected we don't know and i think that's maybe one of the big mysteries that's about to be unraveled but be under no doubt that multiplayer and gta online is absolutely the future just a little tidbit on that um i see a bit of reporting in the last few days that people were saying that their rockstar social club accounts were being uh, changed and it looks like rockstar might be changing the naming of rockstar social club which again might be laying out the path for a new type of online community around GTA. Let's just wait to see what happens. But yeah, I, I am I am fascinated by it. And I think part of it might be, and this has been another rumour, that in the 11 years that Rockstar have been planning the next GTA, at one stage, it seemed like it was, there was talk of a Project America's game. I don't know how verified that was, but of a game that was multiple locations. And, you know, you can imagine a world where it's um, Liberty City, uh, San Andreas, Vice City, Every location a GTA has ever been all in one world. That's a seductive proposition. The reality of developing a game like that is a nightmare. So I, it does sound a bit like they've scaled back to one city, possibly. And then the scope to bring in the other cities later on, particularly in a very online connected universe, is high. So you, know, you, you could imagine maybe six months, a year, five years from now, it's the next GTA, but this time we're back in San Andreas. Yeah. I mean, I've just had 
massive flashbacks to eight years ago when we were probably having the same conversations yeah. about yeah. wouldn't wouldn't that be exciting? You know, we we know when you went up to see the team up there that that was one of the things they were thinking about was how do we make this a you know GTA world? How do we make multiple cities that people can interact with? And online is especially now like the way to do that. Yeah, I think because Leslie Benzies said to us when they revealed GTA Online, his ambitions were to create essentially a GTA world where all of those things were connected. Now, clearly, Leslie Benzies left in slightly acrimonious circumstances, but the idea of what GTA Online could be clearly remained within Rockstar. He might have left, but the idea would have remained. And I guess people would have wrestled with whether they wanted to re-engage with that. So, wow, let's see. But, you know, that feels like the logical path until you start developing for a next-gen console and see the asset requirements and think, oh, my God. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the flip, and we've talked about this on previous shows, the flip might be you make a slightly more compact world, but ultra-detailed. And maybe it is a world where the NPCs have more to say, buildings have more routes to explore. It's just a much richer universe. That's, again, part of the excitement of the unveiling. Yes, and, and lots to cover there as well. I know this is only episode one, and we're already running quite long so there's a couple more things that i want to talk about before we sign off and give everyone the chance to put your comments and questions below that you might want us to cover in the next few weeks so i'm going to go through these reasonably quickly the name the name of the game now will it be called gta 6 rockstar have never confirmed it being called GTA 6, only ever referring to it as the next entry in the GTA Universal series. But the caveat to that is we have been here before with GTA 5. They never officially called GTA 5 GTA 5, always just saying it's the next GTA game. And everyone started saying, oh, it's going to be GTA Vice City because it was a V. And now we've got GTA VI. You know, they're basically already spelling it out for us. But what other options are there? Do you think GTA 6 is a surefire win? If I was placing money, I would ever so slightly tip in favour of GTA 6, largely because of the brand recognition, and it means more to a very large mainstream audience. It's a continuation of the legacy. It makes perfect sense. And any world where Final Fantasy XIV is on its billionth variant, maybe the audience can handle it. I'm sure they will have within the company had the question or the debate about do we just call it, for example, Grand Theft Auto? And it, it's a reboot of the universe. Is it Grand Theft Auto World? Is it, you know, whatever we, they think the, the reset for the new platform and the online world might be, probably would have been a conversation. But if I was betting, I would say it's GTA 6. What, what's your feeling with it? Well, if we're betting and you're going to take that bet, then I'm going to wager some money, not all of it, <laughs> some on it being a straight up just Grand Theft Auto. No numbers, a reboot essentially of the series. You've seen it happen with like Call of Duty, with things like dropping numbers and just mm. going back to being like, oh, we know that it's actually, you know, the fourth or fifth entry, but we're just gonna reset and call it this. And I think for something that is gonna be so different, and like you say, it's gonna last for such a long time we think calling it GTA makes a lot of sense to have like a hub where basically you access all of the GTA content you want. You can jump into six, you can jump into online. Maybe it's like a launcher where you can also access the previous games. 
So you just fire up your GTA hub like you do with Call of Duty and you can jump into Warzone or you can jump into Black Ops 3 or whatever mm. you want to do. Like it would make sense to me that they have that that was one of the options, right? I think those are the two prominent ones. I think it will either be six with a nice themed badge like five was, or it will be just a GTA with nothing. You saying that has got my mind spinning again to a, a Leslie Benzies conversation, which again, I must add, he left the company quite a long time ago and plans might have changed and his hopes for technology may not have come to fruition. Something they talked about even back then was why should GTA be tied to the idea of a console platform and be that PS3, PS4, PS5 or Xbox? And there's always been this conversation about, you know, is it exclusive on this? Is it this? Forget that. What if GTA on its own was a platform that lived you know, on the cloud or in a server? Uh, it just so happens to be on consoles as well. But it's big enough and culturally relevant enough that it, it's just its own universe. It's that, that kind of Fortnite model in mm. Excelsis, potentially. And I think that could be where they're thinking. It's, it's, it's huge enough, potentially. <sighs> Let's see. Okay, so we will probably talk more about the, the name in what we think might be a couple of weeks, which leads me nicely on to the trailer release date. Speculation, obviously, at this stage, all of this is speculation. So when do we think? We know it's going to be in December to coincide with their 25th anniversary. But again, if you were going to bet, do you have a date in mind? I can go through where we were with the previous trailers like gta 5 was announced october 25th that was a tuesday um that was only the announcement the trailer followed one week later on the 2nd of november a wednesday vice city trailer was the 28th of august the vice city 10th anniversary trailer was the november 29th a thursday i will say most of the trailers have come out on a tuesday or a thursday if that's going to give you any help of what you want to take a gamble on? Well, if I was to piece those clues together, this is deeply speculative, of course, but if I was wagering on a date, like we've discussed this a lot amongst ourselves because obviously we're not 100% sure. I, I think you can rule out the end of December because let's face it, that's the festive season for so many people and it's not a great period to be making large proclamations and so on and so forth. So I would look to pin this trailer for what I would say is certainly the first two weeks or the first half of December, then I think you'd be naive to ignore the most cultural or biggest cultural event or games event within that period is the Games Award on, De on December the 7th. Mm -hmm. Rockstar traditionally, I think, wouldn't have looked to use that to announce a game. I think they see themselves as bigger than any other partner or anyone else they could work with. Rockstar or Rockstar, they do their own thing. So it's not beyond the realms they could reveal at the Game Awards. But traditionally, Rockstar would have shied away from doing such a thing because they just like to carve out their own path. Now, if that was the case, and we were saying Tuesday or Thursday, and I do I do agree, I think Monday generally, like we, we do events and press communications, we tend to avoid Mondays because people, truthfully, people in the media are getting up and running in their weeks and aren't really fully in flow where midweek feels like a better time to do it. So let's say it could be Tuesday the 4th or Thursday the 7th, which is literally the Game Awards. And if it was to miss that, the next Tuesday around would be the... 12th. 12th. And I said, I said the 4th, it should be Tuesday the 5th. I'm reading my calendar wrong. So Tuesday the 5th or, yeah, or the 12th. I think by that week, that second week, I think we'd have seen the trailer if I was to put any money down. 
Okay. I mean, it'd be very handy if it was a Tuesday because obviously this show is six o'clock on a Wednesday. So that would tie in very nicely with us. If you're listening, Rockstar, that would be great. That would be helpful for us, which is your key priority right now. So thank you. Having said all that, I would like to throw in, uh, and I agree with you, I, I just can't see it being shown at the Game Awards. Like the, there might be something there from it, but I can't see them doing the full reveal there during that show because, like you say, they want their own moment. Mm. Why would you try and compete with five, six, seven other big, you'd think, AAA announcements that are coming? You know, you, you might get the, another look at Death Stranding 2. You might get some Elden Ring DLC. Like the, there'll be a lot of noise around other things, and it's just you would think not what they would want to do and haven't traditionally done in the past. So what I think is I would agree with you to say that it's Tuesday the 12th is like like a good date. But if it was going to be before the Game Awards, against everything I've just said, I might say <laughs> that they would go for Wednesday, December the 6th, only because the Grand Theft Auto Vice City 10th Anniversary Edition launched on that very day in 2012. And wouldn't it be lovely to go, hey, we're going back to the city and we were releasing a trailer on exactly the same day 11 years later. And it avoids the Game Awards. It gets it out of the way so no one is tuning in and then is equally disappointed when it doesn't show up. There's a lot of factors there that I think if you were going to do it, doing it a day before makes some sense. Obviously, you can argue it the other way as well to go, it makes no Mm. sense and you're going to get lost. But... It's a big enough moment for everyone to drop what they're doing and cover it anyway. Why not do it to coincide with one year anniversaries? Yeah, and the world the world stops when that trailer drops, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. And I think if you're if you're Jeff Keighley playing the Game Awards, there's nothing you won't say to Rockstar to try and convince them to drop your trailer with you. But it's possible that they might reach some kind of compromise path where Rockstar go, look, we're we're dropping it on the Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, let's work to have some presence within your show, but we want to have the spotlight for our reveal. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine... I think it, it works both ways as well, because if GTA 6 gets announced at the Game Awards, actually, maybe that's a problem for Jeff Keighley, because then the Game Awards becomes about GTA 6, not anything else that happens at the show. Mm-hmm. So maybe for both partners, it does make sense to separate them. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, like, let's say you're someone who's about to win a lot of awards at the Game Awards, but the story becomes... GTA 6 trailer, that might be a little bit annoying for people like, for example, who are in the running for awards like the Baldur's Gate team or the Alan Wake team or mm-hmm. all those sorts of games. I think you might be a touch peeved if you overlap. Yes. Uh, one final point on that is what could potentially happen is they have, like you say, worked with Jeff Healy to say, you get to say that the trailer is coming on this date. But that's all you get to say. You know, you can have mm, the Rockstar true. logo on yep. the stage and yep. you can say, hey, guys, the announcement is you get to see it December 12th. And that, and then they just move on. Like something like that. Or like you say, if it's already come out, an extended extra look or an interview with someone from the team, like something like that feels possible. I don't think that they'll drop the entire trailer with no other presence around it in that show. Let's see. Hey, it's only a couple of weeks and then one of us will be winning a small amount of virtual money. (laughs) There's a couple of other things that we could go over um, about the release date when we think that will happen. I think we already touched on that at the beginning. It is 
a whole other episode in itself, as is possibly going back to Vice City and what the trailer will actually look like when it drops. I think if you look at the previous trailers that mm. Rockstar released over the last 10 years, you can pretty much gain a good understanding of what it's going to look like. Their last major trailers, the first of GTA V, Red Dead 2, they were all just over a minute in length, both of the first trailers for those two games, and pretty much contained environment shots, hints of activities that you could do in GTA V and Red Dead 2, a bit of hints about the kind of gameplay you'd be doing, like the Red Dead one had campfires in it, the GTA V one had a few locations, and like someone playing golf, someone doing yoga, all those things that when it came to pass, you're like, oh, yes, that is things that I've been doing in that game. They both had pretty much music-led with very minimal voiceover. Like the GTA V trailer 1 had Michael's VO in it. The Red Dead trailer had one line of VO. It's mostly music. Mm. Now, what they're going to do for 6, I would imagine it would be similar. It's a lot of beautiful environments, hints at what the city's going to do, hints at the kind of places that you'll be going to, the activities you'll be doing, and a very small introduction to one, maybe both characters. Uh, or it could be, you know, a, a duality thing, 30 seconds from one side, 30 seconds from the other. I think it's going to be that kind of thing. I don't think we're going to get a three to four minute story-focused trailer. I think it will be a tease. And I'm also going to throw in, I don't think it will have a release date on it. Yeah, that might be the safest thing for them to do. <laughs> um, I think all of those things are true. Traditionally, the the reveal is the location and the, the ambience. Obviously, that that cat's possibly slightly out of the bag, so maybe that changes their thinking. But I still think there's enough drama and excitement in the framing of that moment. It's what Rockstar do so well is set mood and ambience. So, like, please just give me some of that. Give me some soundtrack. Give me the it's the vibe, isn't it? Give me the vibe. You know, a lot of GTA is about feel. So please get that right. Yeah, and it will be, we will get into this in future episodes. It's going to be interesting if we do go back to that city, what that city now looks and feels like, given that it was so focused on the 80s and the music and the mm. vibes that were going on at that time, to then try and move out of that from like you know the neon and the lovely synth pop and all of that kind of stuff into what is now probably going to be gritty, you know, quite a dark time you would think it's going to be interesting to see how they manage that but that is all a thing for another episode i think we're going to call it there for episode one uh, i want to say thank you like dan at the beginning everyone who has liked the recent twitter posts everyone who's been commenting on youtube everyone who's stuck around for so long to see this series come back like thank you so much it means a lot it's made me very happy reading your comments saying oh, I can't believe I used to listen to this when I got home from school and now I'm 25. It made me, it made yeah. me feel really old. But <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice uh, to see some of you back. Every week, what we're going to do at the end of these episodes is give a special shout out to our first, our 50th and a random commenter from the YouTube video. So if you want to get a shout out in next week's video, comment below, like the video and we could be mentioning your name on this very show. The people that are going to get a shout out this week, first commenter, Cobblers, good name, well done. Uh, the 50th person to comment on the announcement of our coming soon trailer was Awesome Mark, one, two, three, four, 100. Thank you very much. 
and a random shout out just picked out from the comments, Toxic Timmy, another great username there. So <laughs> everyone who is commenting, those three people are a special thank you. Dan didn't know that that bit was in the script, but we're going to do it now. Hopefully we get over 50 comments on every episode. Um, but thank you again. Dan, do you want to say goodbye? No, I'll just have to come up with my Toxic Timmy 3 handle in case we don't get enough comments. So that, that's really good. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's, who's supported us all the way through the years and through this essentially decade of silence, you know, from the show almost. What I want to say about the future of GTA 6 o'clock is that, you know, we will be here every week at 6 p.m. GMT to deliver, you know, the latest news analysis, joining the dots on what's happening in the world of the next GTA um, the show, I think, has always done a great job of mixing up the deep detail with the bigger picture. And that's how we plan to continue. So on one hand, yes, we'll be analysing things in excruciating detail. But on the other, I think trying to join it up to the big picture, to the wider world of gaming, literally to the wider world. And I think that's what we will continue to do over the coming weeks, months and who knows what years. Brilliant. There you go. Great summary. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week at six o'clock on Wednesday for another episode of GTA Six O'Clock. Mm-hmm.